Today's episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast is sponsored exclusively by Haya. Coaches, are you looking for a better way to communicate with your team? Haya is a simple communication and scheduling app for sports teams. Haya allows coaches to cut down on emails and texts to save a ton of time on team admin. 180,000 teams have signed up for the app, which allows coaches, parents, players, and volunteers to easily communicate and organize practices and games. Do yourself a favor by downloading Haya for free by typing H-E-J-A in the App Store. Thank you again to Haya for exclusively sponsoring today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro, and I am your host. I am in a different location today. That's kind of, it's kind of odd. Where am I? Where am I? Oh, wait, that's right. I'm at Podcast Row at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, I'm not in Illinois right now. It's too bad because the weather there is just god-awful right now. It's so cold. Um, I am here at Podcast Row. This is my first ever sports-related convention. I want to give a shout-out again to the United Soccer Coaches for inviting me here. This is just so, so cool. And I'm going to be doing a bunch of interviews, so... We're going to have a lot of episodes next week. Anyway, today I am joined by someone really awesome. Okay, this is going to be a really good interview, I promise. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Missy Price. I am currently the president of the board of directors of United Soccer Coaches. Um, I'm a former college coach. I'll get to that in a minute. And uh, I just took a new role at... United Soccer League, USL, as a vice president of women's soccer. So lots of really awesome experiences <clears throat> that I've had um, in my career. So I've been at a couple different colleges. I worked at the University of Illinois, actually. Um, so I, I know where Naperville is. I know where Chicago is. I know where all that is. And uh, did a lot of recruiting up there. I've also been an assistant coach at the University of Virginia, the University of Miami, University of Nevada. Uh, where I also became a head coach and the job I most recently stepped down from in order to become vice president with the soccer of USL, I was the head soccer coach at Wellesley College outside of Boston, which is a Division three school. So lots of different experiences. Uh, partway through my coaching career, I decided what I really was into is kind of the sports psychology or the mental side of sports. And so I pursued a PhD in sports psychology from the University of Virginia. So I got my doctorate there in 2010. And I've spent most of my career being an advocate and a mentor for women in sport, especially women's soccer, women in coaching, um, all things just trying to invest in women and especially the women's game. So soccer's near and dear to my heart. I played at the University of Maryland. Um, so that's kind of my main focus, but I really do support all of women's sports and the opportunities for women to, to be in sport, whether it's as a player, a coach, a media personality, uh, inside the side, inside the, the lines, outside the lines, owners, investors, all of it. So that is the best introduction I've ever had on the show. Honestly, very, very nice introduction. So much stuff going on. That's a, that's a lot of great stuff that you've been doing. I want to know, um, this is my first time at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. How has your time here so far been? Um, I tell you what, this is probably my somewhere between 15th and 20th convention, but the fact that we did not have one in person last year and we're back here in person, it just feels like 
I'm really grateful. You know, I'm really happy to be around all of our colleagues in our community again. It's fun. You see people you haven't seen. Sometimes just there's people you see at convention and that's where you see them every year. And it's great to just reconnect. You get to learn and go to different sessions, interact with sort of our technology um, and innovation aspects of the game, whether that's media and podcast row or our exhibit halls. You can go up there and like learn about different products. There's, you know, everything from gear to technology to wearables to uniforms to administrative support for, for coaches and players. It's just all sorts of things. So it's, it's innovative. It's fun. Like I'm really having a good time this year. I'm president. So that comes with a lot of responsibility as far as some speaking engagements and other things, but it's been really great, especially today to just kind of wander the halls and um, just be back together. It's been cool. I can't wait to explore. I just, I was looking online to see the different exhibitors that's going to be here, the different podcasts. I've connected with people online before I got here. So everything is just like super exciting. And I'm finally <laughs> around people that like soccer. No one in my family likes soccer. Okay. I am the only one in my family that enjoys soccer. So my uncle that is here with me does not like soccer. He took me to my first fire game in July. And he was sitting here like, Okay, like, what is this? But he's a Cowboys fan, so I, I gotta shame him for the Cowboys. Stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, but since you brought up that you are president of the board of directors uh, here, can you tell me a little bit about that? You know, what you've been doing, stuff like that. Yeah, so United Soccer Coaches has sort of like two things, right? You have a board of directors and our job, there's a president, a past president, there are support, uh, vice presidents and some what we call at-large members that tend to have key functions in like, let's say marketing and finance and law or other things that can be really helpful. Um, diversity, equity, inclusion, all sorts of different experiences. Um, so that's a board, that's our group of, of board members. Our job's really to help with the strategic vision of the association, to help with um, strategic planning, it's a little bit of oversight, fiscal responsibility. So there's, you know, kind of this, that's our job. But then we have this incredible group of people that we call our national staff office that is located right here in Kansas City. So you've got a whole group of people there with a CEO and CFO, kind of like the business uh, model, so to speak. And those are the people that do all the hard work. <laughs> I, you know, I go to, I go to some board meetings throughout the year and, and, and we have an important job and we're talking about, you know, you have the sort of the, the foundation of the association that existed well before you and I were ever around, right? And now that gets handed over year over year over year and, and the board kind of is caretakers of that in some way and trying to stay uh, relevant and current for our members. Uh, coaching and the, and the game continues to evolve and change. And so we as an association continue to evolve and change. So my job as president is to lead the board of directors, to help with all this sort of oversight stuff that we're responsible for, but to also just really make sure that we're connecting with our community, which is our members, and that our national staff feel like they have the tools they need to help do that too, right? Because when you get a member, when you get a membership to United Soccer Coaches, you're investing in yourself and in the job that you do as being a coach and it's our job to make sure that you're ready to do that in any way you can we've learned a lot in, in my coaching career i've seen things evolve tremendously as far as you know what what does a coach do right and now you get even into the more modern day of today and 
a coach does a lot of things besides the X's and O's. And that's what you know, we want to make sure we're ready to do. So that's kind of what I do as president. And um, my term of president ends at the end of this convention and the next president takes over and I become the meeting past president. And I just, you know, wear flip-flops to meetings and, <laughs> and enjoy a sort of a, a ceremonial year. Now you, uh, it's, it's six years of service. So it's, it's a commitment and one that really becomes part of who you are. So to go back to when you were coaching, my question for you is you've had all these different coaching jobs, both head coach and assistant coach, which has been the most rewarding experience for you? I mean, I've loved them all in a different way. For me, when I first got into coaching, I was an assistant coach and I thought I'll never be a head coach. It just wasn't my aspiration. Um, not because it was bad or I just didn't see myself in that role. So I didn't get into coaching, seeing myself becoming a head coach. Um, I got into coaching because I enjoyed it. I think I also got into it because a couple of people told me like mentors and things like that said, you'll be good at it. So having somebody believe in you and kind of doing it. So as an assistant coach, what I really enjoyed was that role of just being the helper and being able to sometimes be devil's advocate and sometimes be like you know it was also the players still really like you <laughs> and you know they want to like come talk to you a little bit more when you take on the head coaching role you get that you get that too but not all the time we're not in the same ways though so the assistant coaching role was a lot of fun because in some ways you get a I was fortunate to be given a lot of responsibility, but every decision doesn't land on you. And when you become the head coach, every decision is yours to make. The assistant coach can give input and help make decisions, but in the end, it's the head coach. And I think that that changes the game. Again, not good or bad, but it really weighs on you, and at least on me. My personality would be to think about my decisions after I made them, learn from them, good or bad, that kind of thing. So um, I would say coaching in general, what I loved about it the most was two things. It was just seeing my players every day and kind of like sharing the energy and love that you have for being part of the team, regardless of what school I was at. And the problem solving that the game gives you. Soccer is not black and white. We can't call timeouts all the time and try to fix things. So you really have to teach your players how to be good problem solvers. And I think that was the fun part about it for me. I, when you talked about, you know, when the, you like the, the assistant coach, I, I going back to my basketball days, like I, I understand yeah that. That's, yeah that's funny i mean same for me right there's sometimes where i was like oh, i'll go talk to my assistant coach but i'm not talking to my head coach about that <laughs> so you made some uh, big news last year when you were named the head of women's soccer for the uso what do you look forward to doing in this role yeah yeah so the usl is really investing in the women's game right so um they, in October, named Amanda Vandervoort president of the Super League, which is a women's professional league launching in 2023 with about 10 to 12 teams. Um, and Amanda brought me on board as vice president of women's soccer to help develop the technical side of the women's pathway. So we talk about women's pathway, talking about like youth to pre-professional to professional. 
and having opportunities for girls and women to play soccer or after their playing career is over, even work in one of the, the teams or organizations or clubs as coaches, referees, whatever it is, owners, investors, athletic trainers, I mean, fans, I mean, you name it, it's kind of there, but um, is really creating this place that um, fosters excitement, energy, opportunity, and investment in women in soccer. And I think for me, when that opportunity was presented to me of like, what do you think? Do you want to be part of this? I was like, wow, this is kind of, I get, I have to step away from the, the game, the field, the on-field coaching role, but this is something that I've been doing my whole career as kind of like a side gig <laughs> um, that I now get to do for a living. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> so with the W League starting in May, 2022, what should fans be looking out for? Yeah, so I think so the W League, you're looking at 40, 45 plus teams, maybe even more by the time we get to May. So I think you should be out, like what I, what I love about the W League is think, like, think local, right? So you get to support teams in your local city and bring this global game of soccer into your local city and go out to your mall. Like, I think that's one of the big things is you should be looking out for a way to rally around each other in your community, supporting a team, in the sport of women's soccer, but in the sport of soccer also. And I think that's really cool. You're bringing this giant global game into these local markets and really having some fun and excitement around that. And I think there's a lot that that could do for a community, um, especially right now in our, in, in all that we've been dealing with in the last couple of years, um, people's priorities have shifted, people's value structures have been challenged. I think there's just been a lot of things. And I think a lot of people can it can resonate with a lot of people to say like we want to be part of something we all do and there's going to be 45 plus opportunities in, a, in cities all around the country for you to be part of women's soccer so go out enjoy it and have some fun with it there's two teams in chicago <laughs> i got a lot of illinois listeners yes there's two teams <laughs> go find them yes it's gonna be good soccer i've been getting more into women's soccer recently ever since the world cup happened uh in 2019 i was like okay i am like fully gonna invest a lot of my time into this um the fact that there's gonna be more than 40 teams within this league is just like well partnering with different USL teams. There's like different divisions within the USL, right? It's like, it's tiered, right? Right, so on the women's pathway, the W League's a pre-professional league. So you're talking really about college players playing over the summer. So right now the W League calendar is kind of like a May to July calendar. And so that's predominantly the type of player that's gonna be playing in that league. So you go play in college, whether it's in your home market or another market is a W League team that you're playing in over the summer and then go back to your college team on the academic calendar. So that's what's kicking off in May. And then in 2023 is the Super League. And that is another league within the USL. So the Super League is the, the pinnacle of the women's pathway. It's professional soccer for women in the country. So 
for example, you have a, a player who plays in college, plays in the W League over the summer once their uh, college career is finished. They have an opportunity that they could play in professional soccer, and that's what they desire to do. There's going to be teams available in the Super League, right, for them to continue playing post-college. So. so it's kind of like the NWSL, but make it USL. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there'll be two professional leagues in the country. Love that. Yeah. One thing that, uh, switching sports for a second, one thing that I was kind of worried about with AU bringing in uh, basketball this year was like competition between the WNBA and AU Pro Hoops. I'm kind of wondering, like, with the NWSL already existing, and the Super League coming in. Do you think it, it'll be more of like, mm, I don't know where to go type thing, or it's like, oh, this also exists for me. If I can't make it here, I'll go here. I, I think it's, I'm gonna say that I think it's somewhere in between. Okay. Right? So what I think it is, is I think it's places for players to play. If you just look at the sheer numbers, there's, and, and these are round numbers and in averages, but USU soccer tells us that, you know, you have roughly 3 million kids playing soccer in our country, and that's about 50-50 boys and girls. So even if we just lowballed it and said there were a million girls playing soccer, and then as they move into college, you're talking about roughly 40,000 college players across Division One, Two, Three, NAI, and like just start beaming off. And so by having the Super League of 10, 12 teams, let's say, in the Super League when it launches in 2023, you're creating more opportunity for women to continue to play our sport at a professional level in our country, right? And I think with the strength of uh, soccer in our country for women, um, with the strength of soccer being the most popular sport in the world, right, is that what we are doing is saying women matter, and we want to create a, not just the pathway that we're creating, right? But also at each of those points along the pathway, you know, awesome experience for anybody playing and working in those leagues. So if you coach or play or um, work in the front office at the W League or at the Super League or at um, the club level with the girls path, part of the pathway, that your experience is valuable. And I think, and it's one that you're like, I want to come back and be a part of, right? So if you, you play in the W League over the summer and you have a tremendous experience there, it's got a huge focus on player welfare, player development, coach welfare, coach development, all those kinds of things. You're learning so much just in that short period of time. From May to July, you still have your college career that you're also learning and growing in. And now you're like, hey, I want to play after college or coaches who want to coach at the professional level. Women of course, there's going to be there's going to be men working in the league and men there, right? It's not that, but women who want to be leaders in women's soccer, there are going to be more opportunities for them to do that with with what the USL is doing. More women's soccer, more fun. That's hey, it could be that simple. Why didn't we just say that at the beginning? <laughs> Get all these other. Uh, questions and talking points <laughs> the more one soccer you have the more fun they have just saying yeah it's it's a lot better that's correlate <laughs> so since there's going to be so many teams obviously you need players to be on these teams where can players go to find out more information about you know their their own home markets and how they can try out yeah great question so anywhere where there's a w league team right they're controlling how players get onto their teams, not us at the league level. So 
any place that those players want to play, they should be trying to look for information on the club's website about how they're having open tryouts or what their process is to play on those teams, um, because those local markets will control um, how players get onto programs. So Google. <laughs> Use Google, okay? <laughs> Google would be a good place, but um, they usually post information on their websites and social media. So, do you have like one dream accomplishment for this year for um, your new role? <sighs> you know, the USL has incredible resources and infrastructure. And I think that's a strength of our league as we start to build this pathway. You know, what I would love, if you asked me that question, maybe in a different way, like in, you look back on it in six months and then you look back on it in a, in a year from now, you know, what will you like to see? <clears throat> I want to see confidence um, that, we've, that we've created a place for players to play where they feel confident that they are developing as a player, where they, um, where player welfare is uh, an utmost priority. I want people to say that, wow, you know, coaching in the W League really, really helped me grow as a coach and gave me opportunities um, to expand what I'm trying to do with my career and really was valuable experience for me. And that fans, right? Fans were like, I loved going to those games. That was awesome. It was a great experience. Um, can't wait for next summer. <clears throat> Sorry, I do a lot of talking at the conventions. My voice is a little uh, cracky. I can't wait for next summer um, for the W League games to kick back off again, right? That their experience was one where they were like, something you want to be a part of. And I think that that tells us that, you know, their success. So confidence um, from the players and the coaches that um, they can count on the experience to be really valuable for them. And um continuing to build the awareness around the experience. Like this is something you want to be a part of. I cannot wait to personally go to, I don't know what Chicago game I'll go to, maybe both. <laughs> maybe I'll check out both. Cause I know there's two. When I found out there was two, I was ecstatic. I was like, there's two Illinois teams you're telling me? Yeah. Now I wish they weren't in the city. Cause I don't like driving in the city. It's a nightmare for me personally. And my family will make fun of me for this. Um, you know, hopefully like the burbs, the, the burbs. hint, hint, hint <laughs> something in the burbs I would prefer, but I will try and go to the city to check out both teams. Now I'm going to do a lightning round. I do this at the end of all my conversation at class. This is what we're on. The first question I always ask is if you are reading a, book or listening to an audiobook right now or maybe any book in general what is something that you would like to recommend for the listeners of this show oh boy okay um i just finished one depending on your listeners but i think it would fit for a lot of people but i just finished one called um rethink by adam adam grant i like his stuff it's really practical it makes sense um, and it's all about sort of rethinking your assumptions. So it's, I like that kind of stuff. I like, I like kind of that, like self growth, like introspective sort of things. Um, so that would be a good one. I'm also, <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, but lightning round, true disclosure, 
I'm like a huge Brandi Carlisle fan. And I don't know if people know who Brandi Carlisle is or not, but if you don't, look her up. Her music's great. And she released a book. Um, and I've been reading that and I've been really enjoying that too. So I know who that is. <laughs> I can say that I, I actually know. I think, let's see. A lot of my family listens to this show and I think they all know. So you got that okay. going. All right. I don't know about everyone good. else. The book's good too. <laughs> Music's good. Looks good too. This is great, actually. When you were playing soccer, is there any professional soccer player that you were like mimicking their style of play? No, it's a toughie. Well, I would say there's two. Okay. So when I was a kid, I was I was growing up in kind of like the late 80s early 90s that's when I was kind of at the height of my like being a kid playing soccer teenager kind of thing going to college and one of my favorite goalkeepers was a guy named Peter Schmeichel and he played oh I know who that is you know who that is his son plays now um in the uh professionally but Peter Schmeichel played for Manchester United and it was you know consuming soccer in the U.S. back then you weren't really watching it on TV. You were kind of getting it through news publications that actually, you know, got mailed to your door and that kind of stuff. So I just remember I had a chance to go to England with an ODP regional team and we saw a Manchester United game and Peter Schmeichel was in the goal and I was just like sitting there like enamored um, about just his aggressiveness and his confidence and his fearless and um, he would make these saves and I was just like, this guy's awesome. Um, and then I would say from a player perspective in the U S though, too. So I was a goalkeeper and Schmeichel was one of my favorite goalkeepers to watch, but when it came to like access to the national team and things like that, I mean, still the women's national team wasn't as prominent as it is now in the media. Um, and I knew some of those players mostly from playing against them back in the, in that time frame. Um, so I was a definite huge Mia Hamm fan and, um, but on the men's side too, I loved like players like a Kobe Jones and things like that, where watching them play and playing on our national teams and, and seeing them play was always just really fun. Um, so I would say those were a couple that I got to, to follow back in the day that, um, were inspiring and fun to watch. I think we have to end the show now because you talk about Man United and we don't, we don't, like <laughs> we don't really talk about We that. don't talk about Man United. <laughs> I, I'm a Chelsea fan. Okay. That's why I'm bringing that up. Um, I'm kidding, obviously, everyone. Come on. Get it together. I do like Chelsea. And I'll just, every time, any Man United fan, Man City, Tottenham, like. So I have a, a, a Man United a Man United scarf. I would not call myself a Man United fan still today, but it was like my first Premier League game ever. I think it was like 14 maybe. And I thought this was the coolest thing ever. And I got a Man United scarf and I still have it today. And when you're doing all those Zooms, working from home type thing, it was in my background. And I got on so many Zoom calls that people were like, I'm sorry, but I really need you to take that down or, <laughs> or change your background. <laughs> I was like, listen, 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 listen. There's a story behind it. It's just a thing. Like, it's just the one thing. Don't hold it against me right now. <laughs> so, do you root for any um, Premier League teams currently? Um, I, I'm actually, I would say, I'm more of like a Bayern Munich fan. 
little bit than a Premier League fan. Um, I really have got, I would say, more women's soccer following than the men's teams, to be honest. And I would definitely cheer on Chelsea on the women's side. So, um, and I, I, I like Man City's women's team too. So you can't like. I know, I know, I. I gotta I pick know. one. And I said that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. I just love a good game. I don't have not a diehard fan with any one team. I, I have no true allegiance. Yeah. I don't know if that means you're gonna just delete this podcast. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> I have a I have a Bayern Munich jersey. I left it at home. I was gonna wear it one of these days that I'm here, and I was like, well, I'll just wear my Chelsea jersey. I got a bunch of other um, shirts that I brought in. I'm also wearing it's coming Rome shirt today because I'm Italian and I like Jorginho and all of them. Um, so for all you English fans out there, nice try. It, it's not coming home. It, it's going to Rome and it did. So take that. All right. Final question. Yeah. Is there any album that you're currently listening to right now that would you like to recommend to the listeners? Yeah. Or maybe just an artist if you can't pick one. So my wife makes fun of me because I get on these kicks and then I listen to these things forever, even though they're like not new or, or they're, they're yeah. dropping new albums and she's not paying attention to this stuff. So I was on a big Dua Lipa kick <laughs> over like the pandemic and I would play Dua Lipa all yeah. the time in the background. That was definitely one that... Uh, I've enjoyed and I feel like we just listened to somebody this is so fun fact about me worst question you could ask me <laughs> worst question you could ask me I could be like you know that song or, or like I'm in the car with you and we're you know running errands that day and you know when the radio plays the same song over and over again and I'm like hey John who's this again and you tell me and then I'd be like, okay 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 and then we get in the car and I'm like you know I really like the song <laughs> And you're like, yeah, Missy, it's so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, that's the same song. And then we get in the car like a, three hours later and you're just like, I can't. And I'm like, is this that song again? And you're like, yeah. And I can never remember who it is and what song. So not my strength, um, but I did, I, that's true confessions. I was jamming out to Dua Lipa when I was working from home. Nice. True confessions. I haven't listened to the full album. I listened to a few of the songs. Um, for me and my sister, we were listening to the Weekends album. Oh yeah. Um, I haven't listened to his new one, but I don't want to. I'm just gonna. I've seen like, oh, I don't really like it. I'm not gonna listen to that. I'm not gonna listen. I don't want to. I don't want it to be ruined. Um, well, I'm gonna be moving my family from Massachusetts to Florida. That's a big long road trip. So I'll get caught up on some of the the music I've missed. And then you won't remember it. And then I won't remember it. <laughs> but I am gonna keep it in my back pocket for my next lightning round. <laughs> okay. That that way you're prepared. <laughs> you got it down. You're all good to go. Everything is great. I can Everything tell you great. what my kids are listening to. Spidey and his amazing friends. Disney Junior. Very good soundtrack. I do not know what that is. <laughs> um and Encanto. 
the new Disney Yeah, I, I watched that the other okay, day. So I have very strong opinions about it, but I'm not going to go into it's it. It's okay, here. but that's, yeah, that there's a few catchy tunes in there that yeah, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. That are definitely in my head while I'm like walking around my hotel room at night and I realize that I'm singing them to myself. So there you go. <laughs> I'm on TikTok a lot. So the, the one that's trending right now is We Don't Talk About Bruno. Oh, yeah. So I see that all the time. Okay. Yeah. No, that'll be in my head for the rest of the day. It is. Now I'm so, going to walk around going. Yeah. Just gonna just gonna play the the soundtrack the whole time I'm here. Yeah. If you stop by the booth, so you can uh, put that as weave that in as sort of the podcast music <laughs> on the way out of the show. You know, you can only do so much, right? Before yeah, they tell you. <laughs> like two seconds long yeah. and an outro of, of we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about Man United. No, we definitely don't talk about Man United. <laughs> on this show um unless i'm talking about the fawsl i mean they did have a nice uh many United women had a nice win the other day i believe that was that yesterday yeah <laughs> are you gonna watch the el Clasico of the women um i forgot what day it's on you, it's, not it's not till March. It's not till March. Depending on my school schedule. If yeah. I'm back in school or not, if they decide to let us back on the campus, then. But the fact that they sold out the stadium is pretty damn epic. Yeah. Pretty it's damn. pretty cool. Now is the time to plug away. Say whatever you want. You know, plug social, away. talk a little bit more about right. the women's league, whatever you want to do. All right. There you go. Well, if people do want to follow me on social, my Twitter and Instagram are the same. It's Missy Price, PhD. Um, pretty easy to find. Uh, I encourage everyone to follow uh, USL Super League, USLW League. If you want to get involved in the women's game, be a fan, um, be a player, be a coach. There's constant sort of media and information going up as we get ready to launch W League here in a couple months and Super League in 23. Um, and I would say, what would I leave you with? I would leave you with the people ask me, have been asking me all day and all week about, you know, why did I take this job? Why was it important to me? And I would just encourage people to continue to invest in women and empower women. And sometimes we think about doing that for others, especially as women, but we don't always do it for ourselves. Um, and so investing in yourself and empowering yourself to go do what you want to do, do your own podcasts to you know chase your dreams with a career to switch careers um you know take a chance on yourself it's usually a safe bet what a great way to end today's episode this has been a phenomenal time i want to thank you again for coming on the show i really appreciate it um now it's time for my spiel mm. This is what I say the worst part of the episode because I try to go really fast and get all of my stuff out of the way. And it just never ends up really working for me. But I'm gonna try, I'm gonna get focused. I do it like, my voice goes up just a little bit. Um, I, I turn on my podcasting voice. It's, it's really epic. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna go. If you wanna follow me on social media, guess what? You can, I am on three different places, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook and Twitter, it's the same handle. It's at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. We got a bunch of great different resources linked down below. Want to find a vaccine? I got you covered. Go to vaccines.gov. There's also a link to register to vote. There is links about the NWSLPA and the Black Player Women's Collective. 
some great stuff just saying i will also link all the great stuff that the doc talked about on today's episode uh so all of that will be linked down below there's a youtube channel you want to watch this episode wow i have the perfect channel for you to subscribe to it's the woman's sports center podcast make sure you subscribe we're 18 subscribers strong i really appreciate it if you do that um because i just i want you to thank you again resources linked down below there's going to be a lot more episodes this week because i'm talking to a lot of great people within the soccer community so yeah this has been another episode of the resource matter podcast i'm your host gianna locastro i will see you i don't know what time this week i don't know how many interviews i'm doing but thank you again for listening i'm going to go enjoy the rest of the convention i'll see you all next time Bye-bye.